This year's March Madness has almost come to an end. Welcome to the semifinals, my friends. In the West. He seems to have made it this far in the competition the same way he made it into the cult. Just showed up, got into an unmarked van that took him to the compound, and handed over his life savings. Thunder McScruggins! Versus... Look into his topaz eyes and call him Daddy, Krayla Kina! Out comes Thunder's trusty bag, or, more accurately, out come three large axe beaks! The cultist mounts one of the flightless, ostrich-like birds. The trio charges on powerful legs, they're incredibly fast, and as per their name, seem to have an axe to grind with this kraken. But they don't head directly for their opponent, folks. The birds are leaping over each other mid-sprint, back and forth, back and forth. It's, it's a kind of living shell game. I've lost which one Thunder's riding, and so is Kralakina. That doesn't seem to phase the monstrosity, though. He does have ten tentacles, after all. Three lash out just before the axe beaks are in pecking range, wrapping and wriggling around each of them. Wedge-shaped beaks slam into the kraken flesh, but they can't break the constriction. Oh! Kralakina has taken an arrow to the face! Thunder isn't atop any of the feathered beasts. He's made great use of the hide action and has landed a devastating sneak attack. The staggering blow frees the birds. Those heavy beaks slashing and severing Kraken tentacles. But seven more twist and swing at the attackers as Thunder advances while firing, hitting his mark with more arrows. In tentacle range now, the Kraken swings high. Thunder slides low. Another tentacle sweeps across the arena floor. Thunder vaults over it, coming down with his dagger, sinking it deep into Kralakina's skull. If you were betting on the Kraken, you've bet wrong. Defying the odds, Thunder McScruggins moves on to the finals. Well, he definitely won't be getting his money back, but it's official. Thunder has escaped the cult. Now to our Eastern matchup. You must remember this, a kiss is just a kiss, a sigh, just a sigh. Play it again, Kek! Versus one part curiosity, one part enthusiasm, all parts charming, Cambo! Two fan favorites going head to head, who to root for? Oh, sick-ass riff from Keck conjures a cloud of spinning daggers around Campbell, as the alchemist is already reaching for a potion vial. The daggers slice through Roman flesh, but Campbell has consumed what's in his vial. The reports from the floor say it's a strange fog that moves like a liquid. The daggers continue to spin, but they've nothing to cut. As Campbell assumes a gaseous form, the blades are useless. Swirls of mist royal and twist towards Keck, Campbell's trying to force his way into her beak and down her throat! Keck, she she begins to choke, winged arms swiping in the mist to no effect. Oh, hold on, she's, she seemed to have gained her composure. Chest expanding, diaphragm flattening, she's inhaled the gaseous Campbell! With a mighty screech, she empties her lungs. Oh my gods, the finely crafted glass rods that hold the crowd's safety nets are shattering! Why did we spring for such luxury? The crowd can't help but cover their ears as the gas is rapidly dispersed. Campbell loses concentration on his form, but he's just hes just too far apart to reform properly. Turning into a spray of blood and gore shooting across the arena, Keck's done it! We have our finalist listener! We'll see you in the finals.
Okay, here we go. This is After Party 41, I think. God damn. Yep. We are well Thanks. over the hill. Woo. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk We're, about sessions. Wait a second. <laughs> 41 is no longer old, damn it. <laughs> it does. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, I think in your 40s is less old than it was before, once before. Uh-huh. Keep shoveling. Yeah. I, you know what's funny, though? I was thinking about that uh, earlier last week, um, thinking about how I'm getting old, like, especially compared to... Or no, what was I thinking about? I was thinking about how my perception of what was. Yeah, old. watch what you say. We're when the I was same listening, to, I was listening to to like a true crime podcast or whatever. I think it was like um, NBC Dateline or whatever, and they were talking about uh, like one of the the persons of interest is a woman like thirty four, three kids. I'm like, wow, three kids at thirty four. That's not that old. When like ten years ago, I'm like, oh my god, thirty four. Yeah, man. <laughs> three kids. Perspective changes. She's halfway in the grave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not going to comment on this conversation. Yeah, I was going to say, my mom might have had four by 34, but you know. That was a tangent. Sorry. That was a good cut. <laughs> no, no, that's a good conversation. Just, uh, just hitting a little too close to home. <laughs> okay, we're going to talk about session 121. Stay Gollum Palaboy. No. Stay Goldum. Sorry. Stay Goldum Palaboy. Can't read my own writing. <laughs> session 122, the Zelwick Cultus Connection. And session 123, the magic still there. So, uh, Elena and, um, Emily, what your do you wife's think? name. Insert your wife's <laughs> name here. <Yeah. laughs> Susie. Uh, to be fair, he doesn't usually use my name. <laughs> Whenever he does say Emily, it sounds really weird to I me. I was about to say Shakara, but that's why I was like, no, that's not right. This is getting off to a weird she, start. She doesn't talk to me like that. Um, <laughs> talk Shakara to me. I'm curious as to what you think stay golden palaboy means. What's the last word? <laughs> Palaboy. Pala boy. Well, I know it's a play off of Stay Golden Pony Boy, but that's that's all I got. Paladins, Pala boy. Boom. Oh Roasted. yeah, you guys don't know about the Pala boy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's why who's I was the pa- Yeah, who's the Pala boy? Oh, if you only knew. Well, you'll you'll be able to listen back to it someday. I just wanted to <laughs> There's there's been many yeah. issues. There's been many a Pala boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay, hey, so then. I don't know the Stay Golden Pony Boy reference. Yeah, I mean, uh, the outsiders. I don't either. Just smile and nod. The who? What? The outsiders, right? Oh, that's where that's from. Yeah. What are and the outsiders? Who, who are the outsiders? The outsiders, like a novel that is popular, uh, popular reading material in high school. Yeah. Was uh, made into a movie. Okay. It yeah. sounds with lots of famous actors. How are we the same age? You must be older than me, Leland. I don't Leland's know. Leland's an old soul. I have thirty-four yeah. with three kids. I'm not that old. <laughs> 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 All right, that made that worth it. That's standing out. That's not good. <laughs> 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 Leland gets a laugh. It stays in. <laughs> the Outsiders is a 1983 American coming-of-age drama. We read it. There you what go. was what was mandatory reading for your age um, bracket? Great Expectations. You read that too. I read that wow. too. I didn't. Read I don't that. know that kind of crap. I Emma. remember reading My Side of the Mountain, and it, the it was a that? great book. It's probably Never a Canadian thing. 
Um, Let me Google it. What's the one where he's? Where's the one where he's of mice and men? Yeah, I read that. You know, I didn't read that one. No, I didn't have to read that one. What was the one where the kids are on an island and they end up like? Lord of the Flies. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. Lord of the Flies. Read that that one. one. So outsiders would be comparable to that, like coming of age. The one I remember the most reading. And this wasn't even high school. This was like in my last year of elementary school was Where the Red Fern Grows. Okay. Or The never Red Fern that. Grows or whatever the heck it's called. I haven't heard of that one. About the like the, the kid with two, two like hunting dogs and one of them eventually dies. <sighs> and I had to read the last chapter of it to the class where the, the chapter in which one of the dogs dies. And I cried in front of the class oh, no. because it was Aww. so sad. Oh, no. <laughs> it was so sad. And next week, Leland Leeds reads Old Yeller. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bambi. We'll go with Bambi. There's quite a bit of uh, spark notes back in my day. Like, kind of browse the book and read the cliff notes, right? Like, Wow, okay. I don't know. Yeah, that okay. was what I did. I was, <laughs> I was I not interested. Read. That was pretty much all I did was I read books. Same. same. Well, I mean. Obviously not all I did after I became a teenager, but, you know, before 16, all I did was read books. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. I read, I read books I read and I cried about them. That's what <laughs> I mean. It's, it's, hey. I only oh, just stopped boy. reading books. I think I just cried. I think I read <laughs> Twilight, you know, all the way through. Oh, you don't want to just uh, fill them in about Pala voice? I mean, it's no. like a... Yeah, they're really dangling. It's not. That's right. We're talking about the podcast. <laughs> yeah, not. right. Yeah, wait, you, you think we need topics of conversation for the two-year Twitch stream? Or? <laughs> I'll tell you what. Next time we record, you can ask Mr. Chum about what a palaboy is. <laughs> tell us right now. What's a palaboy? Because we won't remember. Oh, so, you'll remember. There's a magazine that you may have heard of. Oh, palaboy <laughs> is like, okay. Let's say we let's say if things get really uh, it's boy mess, born? If if things get really messed up, Shaft can always tell Samuel Cultus that if I have something I may not want to you may not want to be shared out to the rest of the party. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe pull it a little bit out of my jacket and uh, <laughs> you took it? Oh yeah. <laughs> of course we did. For his enjoyment. Why wouldn't we steal his pal boy? <laughs> Only, only one issue. I'm sure he's got plenty. Oh uh, I mean, what do you think they were doing? They shared the three of them shared a room. Hey, <laughs> at the Jimmy Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> what if he around. wasn't finished reading the articles yet? Yes, I'm sure. I yeah, I did mention that. It just makes me think of underage boys. All right, I can't. <laughs> oh, Ew. Ew. Yeah. And of course, you're you've tuned into CX91 with the Zelwick Cultist Connection. Coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> I really struggled for that name. I, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I like it. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Emily, kick us off. What do you got written down? Oh, I got a lot of crap written down. Hmm. I told uh, Shakara told Shaft and Falzern about the Civil War in Heraklion. Falzern was a little upset about that. Slightly peeved. Yeah. Falzer and Shakara tentatively made up. Yep. Now kiss. For now. <laughs> took, took about three quarters of well, an episode. It helped to get explain past it. why we weren't going to find Mullen, you know. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We, we already had that conversation with the, with the uh, doppelgangers. We didn't want to go through it again. 
Oh, boy. Izzy still didn't have the trinkets for us, the mine protection stuff. Not yet. She offered to let us stay at the keep, and we were all kind of like, well, some of us were kind of like, yeah, let's just hang out. And other of us were like, eh, I don't want to stay here. So we left and went back to Goldham. So what What yeah. do you, did you all think anything of that in the moment? About being offered to stay there for the night? Yeah, and Izzy doesn't have the stuff after a, like an well, old day. Well, she did say it takes a while for Alamar, or not for Alamar, uh, Alstoff to be able to put the stuff together. So. At the time, no. But I did play Mia a little bit more, like, mm, sassy than I probably should have. But yeah, Are you she's like, imp- I don't care. implying that she's, uh, she's delaying her time? Oh, delaying yeah. things? 100%. I would never imply anything. <laughs> the way that the episode <laughs> So you're ends, saying it. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, no, I didn't care. I don't know. The, the thing that stuck out at the time is, like, we're wanting to go to Magic 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 to look for a longsword that Shaft freaking has in his bag all along. Yeah, and then she offered to find anything that we said, any reason we gave for wanting to leave, she had a reason for us to stay. Mm-hmm. Well, she Why? didn't fight us. She didn't fight us, but she kept saying, well, I'll get that for you. Don't worry, I'll get that for you. If you need it, I can get that for you. Yeah, I don't yeah know. you're right. Why? Why wouldn't she... I did kind of wonder about that in the moment. I was like, I'm not sure how much I like how eager she is to have us stay. That was, uh, I think we had a question from Britt, basically to that effect, saying, Izzy is being way too nice to Shakara. What is she up to? Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm quite concerned now. I wasn't, <laughs> like, five minutes ago. <laughs> and quickly and violently <laughs> I wasn't concerned. five minutes ago. <laughs> violently concerned. <laughs> <laughs> So okay, then let's, let's let's talk about that. Why do you think she would be, uh, you know, delaying us getting these things that she may not even have or have access to? Uh, Uncle Sam, I don't. It's coming know. to town. I mean, if she's not going to get them for so? us, why wouldn't she just tell us? We, I, I can't. There's do that. a reason. So I don't know, but there's a reason. Yeah, I mean, maybe she wants us to hang around so we're there when. Sammy Boy Samuel shows up. Because right. she thinks we would back her up if Cultus tried something, which that's not a guaranteed. Uh, I'm not totally convinced that that is what it would be, but maybe. Yeah, I don't know about that either. I think there's. I think she was waiting for Samuel, but I don't know why just yet. Exactly. I mean, I've got some theories. Hopefully, they'll they'll pop up here as we're talking through these three episodes, but. Yeah, something fishy's going on there. Something ain't right. What did you guys think of my theories about the elders being locked up or like taken advantage of? Unless you know more than I do. Um, I, I don't know. I don't feel like there's. I don't. I think the odds of that are probably pretty slim. But it's an interesting thought. Why would she lock them up? Well, it seems Take funny over. that they that they bought into this uh, whole new regime pretty quickly if they're you know well i mean look at it from their point of view they don't know that isabella is anything other than a friendly old lady who is a doctor and this come and helped a lot of things on heracleon and i think they know she's not a doctor well (laughs) friendly friendly helpful lady that came and helped with a lot of things on heracleon and then alomar flipped his wig went and did a bunch of crazy stuff 
and wasn't acting like Alomar anymore. So there's something clearly wrong with him. So he can't be continued, be allowed to continue as he is. Yeah. Something. I mean, I guess done. where are they is the question. If they're not That's locked up. That's sort of what I'm getting at is have we seen them? Have we heard about them? No. Nope. So we decided we would leave and go to Goldum to go to Magic, Magic, Magic. Right. Yes. Ah, the heart of the Goldumians. <laughs> uh, I completely forgotten about that until I re-listened this week. <laughs> that was pretty good. So the main reason was to go get Shakara a sword. Now you want to? You seemed a little bit upset that we did not were not very forthcoming with that sword that we found. Uh, do you think we should have given her the sword when she showed up, ripping us a new one? Yeah. Are you still blaming me for being angry at you for using my portals? <laughs> uh, Answer the question. <laughs> You're not answering the question. Oh goodness! I mean, there's a there's a number of reasons, right? I I don't blame you for doing what you did. I think you could have mentioned it a lot sooner than like in the shop, or was it in the uh, hotel? It was in the gymney after. Don't think they had a chance, really. We- we yeah, walked we well, all the way yeah, while we were walking, yeah. How is that any better? You're halfway to your destination. I guess halfway then, rather than being there, is, is better. I don't know, even, in the, even in the cave, right? Like, even on the other side of the portal. Be like, hey, yeah. now that we've come here. Yeah, after we leave just the so cave, you know, go back to the cave. Because but, I mean, been... we wanted some other things. We could have still decided to carry on, but, you know. <laughs> like. What is a death knight sword, right? Mm-hmm. So what he's saying is they don't trust me. Well, yeah, I think you still we needed got to, to attune to that sucker. I think we need to do a couple things. We first need to go find out what was actually going to happen when we actually went back to Isabella and you. Number one. Number two. So you didn't trust we her. Stole, we stole the sword. Yeah. From yeah. Samuel Cultus, who might be there when we get there because we know he was on his way. And then here Shakara pops in with his sword. From his room. Yeah. Right? That might not be too cool of an idea, too. Mm-hmm. So I think the idea of keeping it in the in the sack until we sort of had a better understanding of the situation. Well, you knowing that he was on his way to Heracleon didn't come up right away either. So. No. Yeah. Uh, I have to say that just the, the whole, the, the outcome of you all finally like finding some magic, some powerful magic stuff, and then not being able to use it as a result of stealing it, just really tickles me in the right spot. <laughs> <laughs> so, who is the master evil of Aspara? Uh, Leland. Leland oh, yeah. is unfair. <laughs> Definitely not Lelanders. Well, I mean, despite some of this mistrust, we, we eventually you get to the city, right? But so, what what do you all think about now? This this kind of, I don't think occupation seems to be the right word with the paladins in the city now. You don't think that's the right word? What's well, the do right you word? feel that that's a right the right term? To me, that occupation seems aggressive to me. Yeah, it implies a, a very aggressive undertone to it and uneasiness between the two sides, which didn't seem to be there. It seems almost amicable, like. It's yeah. a paladin um, defense of Goldum. Yeah, they were yeah. they were being attacked. Thing they were uncomfortable, and in comes the army, and now they're they're safe, right? Yeah. But now that you think of it, ever since they've been here, that light kind of hasn't hasn't been shining so bright. Yeah, 
I mean, it. I suppose you know there could be more nuance to it. Like, who knows what it was like when they first rolled in, and if anyone who stood at a line and said, "Hey, get out of our city," was beaten to a pulp, and then people learned, okay, well, we don't say that. I mean, I assume the people of Goldham understood that the paladins were just south of them, raping the land of all. John, of what was they good. call themselves Goldumians. Goldumians, that's right. Uh-huh. Okay, well. <laughs> So I, so I guess I really don't need to ask any more questions, right? No further questions, Your Honor. Do you do you think how how widespread is this knowledge uh, that the towers are the Palins? I guess it's pretty widespread, right? After especially what happened in the Phalaren Forest. A hundred percent. I would think, think so. they weren't too far south of of Goldham. Not very, no. Right. I would think word travels, right? Yeah. People are posting on Facebook and yeah. mm-hmm. sending grandma emails. Uh, I don't know. They they might be saying, you know, hey, this is good to have some kind of order in the city now. But, you know, France could say it was good for the Nazis to be there, too. They, got, they stopped all the fighting, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's okay. They're, they brought peace. Right. <laughs> I mean, heavy yeah. quotations. Sure, sure, sure yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't sound like they're, you know, all... You know, at the bar, they're all in the same bar, right? The the cultists, uh, the paladins are over there at the table drinking beer, and the the people that are there drinking beer, but they're not intermixing with each other. You know, it's it's very much a you are here as a protecting army, and not you know part of Goldham. Right, right, right. So how how long do you think they need to be there before? Someone's like, hey, how come you're still here when, like, we're not getting attacked anymore? Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it would only be a few weeks. Dummy ins. I think what will happen <laughs> is, uh, yeah, when, when they start enforcing rule of law upon the, uh, the people of Goldham is when you get the revolution, right? Well, I mean, they've already ousted the mayor. The mayor, Blake Lakely. Yeah, but nobody really liked him. Nobody was sad to see him go. They're increasing taxes. Taxes cause war everywhere you go. It's inevitable. <laughs> Blake likely kept the city thriving. But he also allowed the tax, the attacks to continue, and the city fell exactly, apart. Exactly, the tax. Taxes are going to cause I, war. I don't think that's true. Again, he well, was the one behind seeking out people to get rid of the towers. Do the people of Goldham know that? Well, I wouldn't think so. We was that in these episodes that we put some things together as far as who was working for whom and against whom else. That wasn't the bar, <laughs> right? <laughs> Did that clear anything up? <laughs> that cleared <laughs> clears mud. Nailed it. Um, no. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So. I, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember. <laughs> You're talking about the <laughs> design plans for the tower, the blueprints. Sure, correct? right. Blake Lakely's father or grandfather, I forget. Right, so somewhere along the line there was collusion between the Lakeleys and the cultuses, right? Yes. And now Blake, the very act of Blake wanting the towers to be taken down is an act against the paladins of cultus. Yep. You could say. so. And his family, potentially. Yeah, that's that's very true, absolutely. So then he gets ousted as a result of it? Well, I think Samuel and Blake's father had a deal. 
because it is Samuel who made the deal, and Samuel is is the same Samuel from yeah. thirty years ago. And uh, Blake, something went awry with Blake. He didn't feel that uh, the he didn't like the deal anymore, so he was trying to get the towers. He was losing on that deal, or mm-hmm. or when he say taken out the towers, I guess. I, we never found out why. I don't think Blake ever actually said why he wanted the towers taken out. Uh, he, I believe he, he, the way he put it was like, look at my city. Look at what the effects of them are clearly causing. And yeah. his city was shut up. Cash flow was cinched tight. Wasn't coming in. Nothing going out. That was his motive, motivation to have things righted and put back to so his city could thrive and he could <laughs> gain from the wealth again. And I think Coltus found out about that and shut him down. So do you think right. then, to Emily's question, to come back to that, the rest of the city, like the Goldumians, most likely did not know that Blake Lakely was actively trying to fix and go against the Paladin. I wouldn't think so because not the way that would be a guaranteed death sentence. I would, and I would think he would be well. If it got I was out, say, I would think he'd be smart enough to know that, but I think there'd be less Blake of Lakely. an amicable. <laughs> yeah, he I would think there'd be man. less of a like agreement or like amicable relationship with the townspeople and the guards if they knew. But he's also the kind of person that would anything anything he's trying to do, he would let you know that he's trying to do that. Right. If he thinks it's going to be a good thing, he's going to tell everybody that he's well, trying to do it. Trade and money is like very important to Goldum, so I don't see why they wouldn't back him up then and then be like against the paladins and there'd be more of like a civil war in that city. I would think the people would be more upset about the paladins being there then. Yeah. So I don't think they knew. I doubt they know. Basically. Is he even alive? Yeah. Who knows? Oh, I just, they, he didn't, they didn't the paladins didn't say they killed him or anything. They just said he was taken out of power. No, but, like, do you put it, like, in a conspiracy, right? Do you put it past the paladins to murder him, hide the body, and then be like, your mayor took off on you. He doesn't love you. We'll we'll handle things for now. Win him over. Hmm. I've been watching a lot of murder mystery and uh, conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> Unsolved mysteries. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Let me ask you this question. Again, I know we haven't, I mean, the party's never actually, until the very end of 123, has never met Samuel Coldus or interacted with him. Very loose interactions with the paladins themselves, too, like his underlings, for lack of a better term. Do you think that that type of modus operandi, do you feel like it's akin and is kind of synonymous with the paladins of Coltus? Because obviously that kind of stuff may be more suited to, like, the way Isabella operates. Do you also think that maybe they share that kind of mentality and this underhandedness? Or what is, what is your first impression of the Paladins and Samuel? The, by the, the Again, it's not very much interaction we've actually had, despite them being a large driving force in Aspara. We've just managed to not <laughs> steal with them for very, long, very much. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. Do, have we Have we been told about accounts of the paladins killing people like we know that they're kind of hello Bryn, her family the forest okay well i know i know that like the 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 flora and the fauna is being um destroyed 
but well and, and you also know that like there there was basically a war in the forest like the the people of the Phelan forest did try to fight back and they okay, just were un- right. they were unsuccessful so for sure there have been deaths by paladin hands okay. but if you mean what along the, the lines grung? of just them indiscriminately killing people you've not been told that specifically by anybody you've met i mean falzern and shaft met hank applebee's and applebee's was a dick that's why he's right, close to business yeah yeah eating good in the neighborhood Samuel is a driven individual. He wants what he wants. And I think he's pushing wherever he needs to push to get what he wants. Right? And uh, if somebody's going to get in his way, like Blake Lakely, he'll just remove him. So I don't think it really matters what the people think. They can twist that to make people fall in line, right? Hmm. Yeah, I just, I think if there was a more forward you know, paladins ousting Lakely, the citizens wouldn't have been acting so kindly to the soldiers. But, I mean, unless the citizens hated Lakely, maybe. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, how? I don't think we know that relationship very much. Yeah, I don't know. If they felt like he was overtaxing them and, you know, only interested in his own interests or his own accumulation of wealth, then maybe, yeah. I mean, you think about it, you're in Goldham. And you have a guy that's running the show. Everything seems to be working pretty good. Then all of a sudden, all these things that come out of the woods start ripping and tearing your city apart. You know, they have uh, things burrowing up under the ground, tearing your city to pieces. And your your lackluster guards that you have best are doing the best they can to keep you protected. But everything seems to be falling apart. Then and walks the the paladins and cleans everything up. Of course, you're going to say things are getting better. They're a they're better to have in charge than that other schlep that was letting everything fall apart. That's what one of the guys at the bar said, right? Like, oh, I just thought it was to be attributed to the fact there's more swords around. But maybe the paladins coming to the city, like, you know, the metallic things are under their control. They're not even attacking anymore. Nothing to defend against. Yeah. Well, while we were sitting at the bar, to, to move this along, since yeah, we yeah, now yeah. spent 20 minutes talking about oh, half of... Palaboys. Half of one episode. Um, <laughs> Shakara <laughs> pulled out the armor, the plans for the armor that Falzerin recognized from being in Isabella's cave. Right. And this is where we talked about. I think this is what Leland was referring to. We talked about well, if the if Isabella had the plans for the armor, why why was she recreating the armor? Why were we still looking for the armor if she's able to recreate it? Obviously, she wasn't able to recreate it perfectly because that's what the Arcanist had, which didn't work and blew up. Yeah. So then she, we fell back on, she fell back on sending us to go find the armor because for some reason she either couldn't or didn't want to go get it herself. Probably didn't want to, which is why she was trying to recreate it in the first place. Right. Yeah. My theory is Samuel's trying to get this armor. And Isabella needs something from him, which I think is the power source of the tower. The tower power. Right? Yeah. Now, what's interesting is the phlogiston, right? Now, if I'm correct, phlogiston comes from outer space, right? Yep. Right. So Samuel Cultus has phlogiston down in the basement. Samuel Cultus also, or someone, hired our good friend Grimby to transport 
a ship full of phlogiston down to Samuel Cultist. But we were attacked by Surma, who was working for Erica, to be able, I think, to be able to get that shipment because Erica wanted it for the Kraken. Right. right. But Samuel needed it for something too, probably to power the towers. But blow it up real bad, everything's gone. Then the doppelgangers went and burned whatever storage of it he has down in his uh, cellar. So, you know, Isabella has no need for phlogiston, but But Samuel Cultus does. We don't know how much she has, but she has some. So if, if phlogiston comes from outer space and Samuel Cultus needs it to run his towers, then he is more than likely allied with the Niyogi. Yeah, that's very suspicious. Yeah, where did that flow? Flogi- all that phlogiston, right. how did it get so down it on So it could Earth? be from oh, the spaceships. Fair. The spaceship that crashed could have brought some, but that doesn't make complete sense because you've only been out, Mia's only been out in the world for about a year since this The one I crashed, saw right? didn't have anything like that. But it also had a crash 17 years prior, right? 19. Every, every 17 years, something like that, the, right? Yeah. So... They, and he's been looking for this armor for 30 years plus. So he's probably ran out of phlogiston, saw an opportunity. And now he's, he's. I don't think he's going to help us kill these Naogi, right? Yeah. So yeah. Isabella needs something from him or she wouldn't be trying to be so nice to him right now. So what does, what does Samuel Cultus have that Isabella wants? The pow- thing that powers the tower. And we, so whatever that is... I don't know, but she doesn't just want it to go put it on her shelf. She wants it to do something with it. Right. Whatever that powerful thing is. We are pawns in their game. Yes. I'm wondering if phlogiston is like unicorn blood. Is it keeping him young? Because I did catch when we listened back, I didn't catch it when we were recording. When I listened back, Cultus looks like he's in his 30s. Yeah, and that was always... How did I know that already? But he's wearing a couple pieces of armor that looks very very unique and what's the word yeah but i would i would have thought you would have to have the whole armor but maybe not the only other power source we have emily and i talked about this earlier is the crystals that were in the ship and those are from the deep sea those probably power the robot men because i certainly don't think they're going to be pouring phlogiston into them to give them gas Yeah, but again, Shikara and Mia told you they found buckets and barrels of phlogiston in Titterman's shop. Maybe he's experimenting with it? Titterman did say he didn't power the... The things that got sent to cultists. Yeah, so what were they doing there, I guess? I don't know. But yeah, for sure, Erica told the doppelgangers to bring any phlogiston back to her if you can't destroy it. Yeah. Right. So again, like... which is weird because if you have a very rare resource, you don't destroy it. But Erica would probably not destroy it. Yeah, why didn't Erica want Cultus to have it? Right, him not having it is more important than trying to figure out how to get more. Where did Erica and the, the cult of Kralakina get their supplies of phlogiston that they used? Freaking no idea, man. With the rebirthing chamber. So they also had a supply of it too, right? Right. right. They may have been in with uh, with the Niyogi that are up in the mountains, possibly. Or in with cultists, and then they had a bad breakup. 
And that's why she didn't want him to have it anymore. She was being vengeful. <laughs> they split it 50-50, but she wasn't having it. My only thought <laughs> there is that Kralakina, again, was trying to be the rebirth, right? And so Talos and uh, what's my mom's name? Anyway, in his mom's name. <laughs> what's Talos in my mom's name? <laughs> anyway, they... um they potentially could have made things happen because they were trying to, like, come over to this plane, right? So, I, I mean, they're... It's like cosmetology of the... Pl- Maybe the Niyogi want to be able to transport themselves to this plane a lot easier than taking spaceships. I mean, the phlogiston... The only thing we know the phlogiston was doing was that ritual, right? Yeah. It's Talos and Talena, right? So they're trying to make a matron and get Talos. If he's able to come and inhabit a Kraken's body for a little bit of time, don't you think he could somehow find a way to communicate or get Phlogiston to this plane of existence? Communicate with somebody? I don't think he could carry something with him. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like he's in too weak of a state to be able to pull that off. All right, maybe. He's free, though. He's not in prison anymore. I, I think the fact that the Yogi for outer, from outer space and this stuff is from outer space is pretty well the link. Yeah. I don't think we're getting around that. And now it's just a matter of the deal. Right? Leland's smiling, listener. <laughs> look at look at How look at uh, Samuel Cultus. Samuel Cultus gets his suit of armor. He might say to the Yogi, "You give me what I want, and you can." Take over the whole damn place. So then why isn't he going up to the mountains to get the armor himself? Why, again, why are we being sent for it? There's, there's some reason that he can't. Yeah, like what's he searching for? he's making a deal with Isabella. Isabella may say she, she has it. I mean, he's going to see her. How does he know it's in the Vorgrag Mountains? Like, because after years and years and years of devouring the land to find it, how does he now know it's in the mountains? I don't know, but he's... Unless he Apparently doesn't moving, know. moving a tower up there or building a tower up there. He seems pretty sure if we're specifically told to go to Vorgarag Mountains to Mount Necrosis, that's a pretty specific peak or whatever, right? How yep. does he know it's there? I think there's information in that's been passed down generationally or in books. But why wouldn't you start looking there? That, why, well, why burn the Phalaren Forest give down? general locations. So I think he has a bunch of general locations across a spar that he's been slowly searching multiple at a time and as he exhausts one area and finds that it's not there then he moves on to the next i don't like that leland keeps taking notes it's making me think crazy things <laughs> leland it was isabella that told me to go to the Vol- Volgareg mountains correct yes i can't remember if colsus told isabella to go look there but i think it was just her the only other thing we know about the uh, the Mount Necrosis is that that's where Surma was when she took Danzig. And that's where Snowbell or whatever Snowbloom. Snow yeah, Snowbloom. Right. That's the other thing. And possibly Alebender's dad. <laughs> yeah. Senior Alebender. <laughs> yeah. Senior Alebender. Okay, so anyway. I love these tangents. I'm going to interject. Oh I'm going to plug gosh. in some two two things. Let's get yeah. plugging. The, the idea of cultists not being able to or not willing to go to the mountains himself being strange if he was allied with Nioki is is a good thought uh so why he didn't just start in the mountains right in the event that he was out al- if he if he is allied with Nioki, so think of where his influence starts and how he has been spreading it like john has been really been saying this whole time that feels like the paladins are just moving northward South with their north, influence yeah. so if it 
was something that Coldus could do himself as to get these gauntlets in the mountains. Then and he, and he's buddy buddy with Niogi. He would you're right. He would have done it himself. Why else wouldn't he have done it? But clearly, he needs this force, this might that he's assembled and is using and wielding throughout Aspara to find these pieces. The only thing furthest further north than the Drukal Mountains is Rockdale on the other side of the Drukal Mountains compared to where the where uh, cultuses hold up, right? Mm-hmm. And what are the answers? <laughs> what do we know, what do we know about the Vorgrag Mountains? We know there's a lot of orcs up there. You know they're being mind controlled. You know that the Neogi are there. Is the fact that the orcs are being mind controlled common knowledge? Uh, I think they have the it's the mark or whatever, right? Right. I but mean, I would say the because that would nearly be akin to the Neogi's existence. The Neogi's existence definitely is not common knowledge. Yeah, so we know it because we've interacted with them, but I don't think most people in Aspara know anything about any of that. Yeah. Sure, but why would they? I don't think it's common knowledge per se. I don't think uh, Isabella, Erica, or Samuel or anybody's posting post-it notes up around the city letting them know what's going on. So maybe Cultus doesn't want to go deal with the orcs, and that's why he's getting an army because he thinks there's a whole crap ton of orcs up there that he has to go... But that means that he that means that he's not allied with the Neogis because the Neogis right. are the Neogi are controlling the orcs, right? At the very least, you all believe that Samuel is familiar with the Neogi and has interacted with Neogi at some point. I think so. He had he had Flogiston down in his basement. He was trying to get it shipped to him. Well, do we? Th- I see two possibilities. There's one ultimate source for the Flogiston. And it's managed to make its way into two different groups' hands somehow. Whether they have been allied together or they, you know, one's been stealing from the other and fighting over it or who knows what. Or there's two sources for the phlogiston. It's possible, but... And that's how uh, Erica and her clan and Coltis both have it. Well, if that's the case, how would Erica know that Coltis has it? Yeah, and why would Surma attack the ship that had it on there? I think I think uh, Grimby was told he could get the Rising Two if he if he took this shipment down to Samuel Coltus. While we were on our way, and he was going to drop us off in Heraklion, here comes Surma with Danzig in a barrel and sees the ship, wants to to capture it because they were trying to capture it. They were shooting spiders over and they were trying to get close. The ships were trying to get close together. I think they were trying to board and take the ship over. Right. But unfortunately we were there giving them hell and they hit the ship and it went boom. Is there any line of events where Isabella and the coven first have the phlogiston? I don't think they've had anything to do with it at all. The only time Isabella used potentially would have used phlogiston was in order to take the scabulet off of Falzerin. Other than that... There's no line of events where Erica or one of the sisters had all this phlogiston and Samuel was given it as an exchange or like a... Uh, or took it. The only thing Erica I can think might have is had it, yeah. Erica and Isabella talked there towards the end and there might have been some bean spilling at that point, right? Where she knew a little bit more about the phlogiston. But I don't think Isabella really has had anything to do with her from day one. Well, if not, the only thing would be like, hey, we're willing to give you this much phlogiston if you give us this. 
So that's how cultists ended up with I'm any thinking, of it. There, in is there not a timeline where the sisters could have had the phlogiston and bargained with it, and that's how cultists has it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Erica going up to the mountains and getting it from the Nayogi makes sense. I don't know. It makes sense because the Kraken was the Possible. whole thing, right? And it needed yeah. a lot of phlogiston. Yeah. So maybe they, they had some and somehow cultists ended up with some of it and then they realized they needed more of it. And so they had to go get it back from him or or they found out what cultist was going to do with it. And they're like, ah, we don't want you to do that. Yeah. So they're mm. trying to stop him from having it. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, Isabella trying to kill off Erica wasn't news to Erica, I don't think. But this phlogiston could have been years and years ago that they both, you know what I mean? There's still that ship full of phlogiston going down to Samuel and it gets attacked by Erica's minions. Well, that just doesn't add up to me. Okay, let's say Erica says to Isabella, I'll give you 20 barrels of phlogiston if you blah, 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 blah. For your Charizard. For your Charizard. <laughs> and then you put it on the ship and Isabella's happy. You get your end of the deal. Blow up the ship. Isabella doesn't get her end of the deal. Like, you... I don't know. I'm Maybe it, I'm thinking too much into it. I just look at this as like liquid platinum. Of course, that would be useless in the Swara. Liquid gold. There's just some backstabbing that could have happened on Erica's end, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Definitely. I do know the one thing we don't know is what Samuel's motivations are. Yeah. What do all of you think was the fracture between Izzy and Erica? You're all... You, I have are no you, idea. You, you don't... You do, you're questioning that? Yeah. yeah. She wanted her out of the coven pretty much... Episode five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but why? Exactly. Right. I, don't, I have no idea. I don't think we ever found out why. They did seem to well. be able to talk in person without killing each other, so I don't know. Well, yeah, you can dislike somebody and still talk to them. Maybe to Elena's point, she was aligning herself with the Niyogi at that point, and Isabella found out and said, I don't want to have anything to do with that. Maybe Isabella felt threatened by that and said... I gotta take her out before she takes me out. We know so little. This is sad. We're gonna come back to listen to this episode. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you, you know quite a bit. Uh, and you're drawing a lot of conclusions, which are potential. Like, they, they're all possibilities. Uh, but I, I will I will say that really the, the divide, and I thought this was clear, but between Izzy and Erica was Erica's dealings with the Kralakina shit. Oh, oh, okay. What was supposed to make that obvious? Oh, I, I, maybe it's one of those, when you already know it, it seems really obvious, but I just like, I mean, that, that, that's kind of always been in the center of the clash between the two of them, but. Okay. Gotcha. Mm, okay. It didn't seem like Isabella reacted that strongly so like, to again, that, to my, though. to my point, let's say this coven, back in the day, years and years ago, figure out a way to get this phlogiston or whatever, work together to get it, because Erica convinces them. It's really got a lot of uses. It's extremely powerful. It's great stuff. Yeah. I'll get you'll each get a share. Well, they find out what she's gonna do with it. Kralakina. So then, how does bada Samuel bing, get boom. it? Because Isabella right. says, "I don't want Erica to get this. I'll send it to Samuel. Line myself with him. He can use it." Okay. And falls her hmm. and walks in, and Izzy's like, "Dang." And then twenty more after help. parties after this. <laughs> Elena is extremely wrong, and you're going to shove it in my face. It's fine. I would never shove it in your face. 
Um, so, I mean, you're kind of right, Emily. I guess Izzy's never really strongly reacted negatively to that. But, like, how when has she when has she ever strongly negatively reacted to something? Like, have you ever seen her, like, angry, like, furious? I don't think I want to. Yeah. I mean, Gozer did. No, thanks. When, when uh, they went down to the basement and were trying to free Falzerin. She was she was not happy about that. True. Very true. She tried to hug Thuft. <laughs> she tried to hug Thuft. But she was almost, like, <laughs> laughing about it when she did she it. She was yeah. saying, come here and give us a kiss. Like, give Granny a kiss, basically. Yeah. yeah. I don't Man. think I want to see her angry. Maybe that's her secret. She's always angry. She's always angry. You all know how fickle <laughs> Isabella Good is, right? Like, the smallest thing could be the biggest annoyance to her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we don't know how long she was planning to kill Erica. True. Yeah. Very I true. really like Isabella Good as a character. <laughs> she is like very, very possibly mm-hmm. Falzerin was not the first wizard Izzy tried right. to coerce into killing Erica. Right, because Erica didn't seem all that surprised when Falzerin knocked on her door and said, excuse me, would you mind leaving the coven? Yeah. Right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my goodness. Right. So many Falzerins have come before. <laughs> and so many. And now, no more. Will, it took a shikar to end that line. <laughs> yeah. Never, Never send... <laughs> Never send a wizard to do a dragonborn to do to yeah. do a paladin warlock dragonborn's job. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, let's 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 move on. So, what else about the discussions we had in the inn, and I guess the private discussions in the room, right? Yeah. Let's talk about all the private discussions. Yeah. I think we sort of told you guys most everything in the morning. We went over. Most everything. Most We didn't talk about the Pal Boys, but that's just between us guys. Yeah. (laughs) There was, uh, was it during the, when we were at the inn, and Shikara was asking how you knew certain stuff about cultists, and you just would not say that you went to cultists. You were getting pissed at John, not Shaft. It's like, just (laughs) fucking, I knew where you were, and Shikara knew where you were, because there was only so many places you could be. So she knew yeah. where you were. She just wanted you to admit it. Emily just, just most definitely knew, it. and Chikara <laughs> was pretty certain as well. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I've actually just kind of forgot it. about just that in the moment. Because <laughs> you were role playing the uh, the uh, what's it called Pissed doppelganger, Emily. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Th- that's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess Shaft didn't really know where your alliance was yet, right? I don't know. I Shikara will never gain your trust. Not 100% fully. No, but he'd never fully trust anybody. Well, okay, she won't even gain 25% of your trust. You will never know where her alliance is because you will never trust where it is. Therefore, she could, she could he's going to keep his mouth shut. She could in the face. <laughs> That she is with you guys and mean it 100% and you still won't trust that. Thankfully, he hasn't fully rubbed off on Falsey because I think Falsey is a little bit easier to win over. I think uh, <laughs> I think Shaft as a character is not going to trust anybody. And if somebody gives him a bunch of crap, he's going to trust them even less. You gave me reason to give you crap. Irrelevant. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, how much better would Shaft feel if Isabella was dead? Um, you know, I struggle with that a little bit because part of me as Shaft doesn't really care 
what Isabella does in Heracleon. Mm-hmm. Right. So the only thing I think it's it would do is put some finality to this uh this little adventure we've been on and but I don't I don't think it would change a lot. I don't think as I don't think Shaft thinks Isabella is after him. Right, right, right. Even though in front of us you'll claim that she is. Yeah, you keep saying <laughs> things like well, we can't let Isabella know and I keep saying she doesn't give a damn about you guys. Well, your mind is protected now. Don't worry about that. So that's another I don't think she ever read I don't think she can read Chikara's thoughts. I mean, doesn't hurt There's to be safe. There's a lot we didn't think when we met Isabella, okay? That is very true. That, that is very true. watched her toy with Falzerin. Shaft has watched her toy with Falzerin from day one. Yeah, but their link was different. Doesn't matter. He knows what she is. Yeah, there was sexual, well, ten- yeah. sexual tension in their link, which is very different from Shakara's <laughs> link. Okay, okay and is, so Shaft finally true. told... I beg to differ. I think there's plenty of sexual tension between <laughs> Isabella and Shakara. Shakara <laughs> <laughs> likes to flirt. plenty of sexual tension between Isabella and the fork she uses to eat. <laughs> Isabella is just a very sexual hag. Mm. What can I say? <laughs> so we went to sleep. Balzrin got a shepherd's pie. Shaft finally comes clean about being at the cultist keep and seeing the doppelgangers and says, took them out pretty quickly. It's just you two, right? So <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Easy peasy. And Grimpy said, Oh, two Shakaras. <laughs> and <laughs> Bill misunderstood what he was saying. <laughs> I loved that when I listened back and I was like, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Oh, so good. <laughs> no, no, it was a Shakara and a Mia. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was brilliant. I love it. That's just good role play, Bill. I... Yeah, yeah. No, I was in character. <laughs> the, the, the thing you have to remember is Falzern's intelligence score is extremely high so if he says something <laughs> stupid that's not good role playing <laughs> so Mia asked what's asked Shaft what's keeping him with us which I was very grateful for Mia giving Shakara that opportunity to dig in the little knife about helping with Nina dig in, dig in that hook a little bit yeah, I think that helped a little bit because there's not a lot no. right now. I'm saying the only thing he's really holding on to is is he does have a friendship with Falzer. He's dug his own hole, and he doesn't doesn't want to see him get taken advantage of because uh, Shaft's got a little bit of a background on knowing that when you start trusting people, they'll screw you, and uh, he sort of feels a little bit obligated to take care of Falzer, and I think. Um, <laughs> And then uh, there is the Nina factor, of course, which he doesn't really come clean to any of you about that. She only thing Shakara knows is she was important enough to you to ask Isabella about it and potentially reveal a weakness. Mm-hmm. So if she's that important, that's something Shakara can use. No wonder Shab doesn't trust Shakara. Jeez. <laughs> Innocent. Takes one to know one. <laughs> <laughs> I learned it by watching you. <laughs> I got it from you, Dad. I got it from you. <laughs> but, yeah, but, you know, keep that in mind. He, he knows that uh, everybody has their price, right? Including you for power. And if Isabella said to me at that point in time, 
I'll have Jessica free uh, Nina of her affliction if you leave right now. You would probably not be playing with Shaft right now, right? He has his price too. Everybody yeah, has their price. With Shaft? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? So that's that's one another Bill, reason. It doesn't why translate he, to podcasts. It's not a matter of trust. <laughs> not it's not meant to. <laughs> Speaking of long hard things. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Faldron and Shaft uh, share a, a knowing look and they pull out the Death Knight Dread sword. That was the best oh, friggin' segue. segue I've ever heard. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's legendary. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think emily do you like your magic sword you finally almost got to you get are getting to use <laughs> yes yes i'm very excited about using it i can't wait to whip it out it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of like being handed the dark saber do you want to or the you want right? to go evil with it wait so cultus um, is bad huh what so i mean Obviously, Shakar is not exactly good anymore. She still thinks she can wield power in a good way. She she doesn't see herself being twisted. Just like Anakin. Yeah, she just sees the power. Or Alamar. Or anybody else <laughs> yeah. is in this damn... Everybody's twisted. Yeah, she kind of fits perfectly in Aspara, doesn't mm-hmm. she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can control the power. Yes, she can control it. She can still do it... For good, she can she can use it for good, and if somebody dies or gets their hand chopped off or whatever, you know things happen. <laughs> you know what? That sword's pretty dope for you too, because because of your magical eye darkness stuff, and it like sucks in the light. You could like s- potentially like snuff out a, a dimly lit room into like complete darkness oh. for just you. What? That would be cool. And then just go in and just take everybody and just out. Tear it, yeah, just tear it out. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get a magical item to see in magical darkness, please? <laughs> you should have asked magic, magic, magic. You missed your chance. You don't have any more attention. No, you're going to give me another <laughs> ring with a floating disc. It's one really cool thing about warlocks, but the trouble is that you end up screwing your party if you are using that ability. Say, if, uh, well, that and if she decides to turn on us. We're so screwed. I would never. That's why another reason why Shaft was very reluctant to give somebody a weapon that he may not fully trust. Yeah, I could feel that. But he did. But he did. Be, he and Falzerin, uh, we agreed not to until the right time was right. Essentially, we wanted to make sure that you, we thought you were enough on our side to be able to give you the thing to wield against others. As long as you are on my side, I'm on your side. I think we both said that in different ways. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to get it out and use it. So we got to get away from Heracleon and go up into the mountains and start killing some Yogi. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Do you think we're ever going to get this mine protection? I am currently thinking no. I'm thinking no as of how we left it. So think about having a Shakara with a Death Knight sword that's mine controlled by a Niyogi. Mm. That might not end well. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do about all that. I mean, Izzy is definitely stalling us. Just roll I really feel. well. Um, first of all, wait. You're talking to me, and you're telling me to roll really well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay, so can I... I'm gonna skip ahead about some items, but can I talk about how the thing glimmered and then it didn't glimmer and all? Like, what is that? Well, we have one thing to talk about before we get to magic, okay. magic, magic. and then we Oh, can we're not at magic, magic, magic yet? Okay. No. The... We're at the part where Falzern and Shaft tell us they actually stole some books also. Yeah. And mm-hmm. read a bunch of information in the books about how cultists and the Zellweg line go together. Yeah. Have a backstory. And I think Shaft and Falzern are as confused as you guys were trying to listen to Falzern explain what Shaft and Falzern knew. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, because Alamar seems clueless, so how strong is the connection? Well, it's definitely there. Well, I think yeah. the more appropriate question is how ancient is the connection? Because mm-hmm. even Alamar, a really a very old elf, has limited information on it that it happened a very long time ago. Do we mm. know how old Alamar is? I don't think he's ever told you, and you never he never matched with any of you on the Heracleonian uh, dating site, so <laughs> you have never seen his, his dating profiles. Otherwise, you would know his, you know, his age. Well, his, I mean, he'd be lying. But he would have His cane girth, he sorry. Lied he would have lied. We could, we could take a guess by looking at him, right? Yeah, well, I don't really know how steadily elves age compared to humans, but yeah, he's, he's like, he's really old. Like, he walks with a cane as an elf, so he's Centuries how, how old. How long do elves? Okay, like three hundred years. How long do elves live? That's a good question. He's like near the end of an elf's lifespan, which again is also a, a, a big part of why he was turning to search, searching out yeah. lichdom, right? Yeah. And there's a whole thing with the armor of Kalar and something about the power in Heracle- Heracleon. And the armor of Kalar is actually what Cultus is looking for. Elves typically claim adulthood around age 100 and can live to be up to 750 years old. So maybe 600, 700 years old. Right. So, yeah, he's he's not a uh, spring chicken, for sure. So then we went to magic, magic, magic. But I don't know, as, as soon as we left the Jiminy Eagle, we rolled a weather die. Yes, we did. Boom. This is like six, <laughs> the 16th weather die in three episodes we've, we've rolled, it feels like. <laughs> we keep getting these, And it was raining. These things called Ten long rests. It's weird. Storming. Season three is the season of the weather die. <laughs> <laughs> I like the weather die. It's fun. It is we need good. to remember to roll it more often. Get your D10 ready. The uh, shop owner, who still refuses to give us his name because names have power, knows all of us and knows all of our names. Yes, yeah. very interesting. And knows what we've been up to. Before we have, before we fully get into this episode, I always worry that when we have these shopping episodes, and we haven't had very many, I would say this is about our this is, I think our only third episode we've gone to Magic Magic Magic. I always fear that the shopping episodes are, are going to be boring, and. I think, though, this episode was my favorite of these three. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> because why? <laughs> Shocker! Hot take! <laughs> I really like these episodes, everybody. <laughs> I think this was my favorite three of the last, you know. What, what made this one so special? 
Well, one, it was you good to, to talk get to yourself. <laughs> one, it was good to get back to magic, magic, magic. Wheelan's <laughs> been practicing his foghorn, leghorn you know accent what, no, for months it, it and months. It took me a while to warm back into it, actually, because it has been a, it has been a long ass time. It's been a while, mm-hmm. but I fell into it pretty quick. I think I don't know. So, so my, my <laughs> what I'm saying is, I've tried to make the shopping quote unquote shopping episodes. Also interesting in other ways, which I think this episode really nailed it more than maybe some of the other ones where we had some nice interactions. We had, uh, you know, like Elena was talking, bringing up her, her new uh, amulet of the devout, the way it reacted and all this kind of stuff. And again, it's just some of the RP between the shopkeep and the party. So I hope the listener thinks that too. I mean, we're not just, you didn't necessarily just go to a place and buy some more magic items. Is what I'm mm. really getting at. Yeah. It was very intriguing, I thought. Who is this person? Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of said something where maybe in character Mia wouldn't be like, how do you know what I look like? Because obviously I thought everyone knew me. So I probably shouldn't have said that. But No, I, I think you had, had a good point because it's not... Yeah. It's not a world of connectivity like yeah. our like There is know. no Facebook, Bill. They know, <laughs> right. They know your name, but they might not necessarily recognize you as There are you. no dating apps, Leland. Mm. And Mia's not on There's there are correct Leland is magic. Do you want to do you want to hear my theory about the shininess? <laughs> yes. Um okay, so the No, fir- I think we can move on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> The the most obvious thing is for an amulet of the devout, potentially this magic, magic, magic owner worships Thor. And so if you actually worship Thor, he's your deity, it shines for you. But why would why would uh, why would Mr. Magic, as we'll refer to him oh, I don't know. here on forward, why <laughs> would he be a worshiper of Thor if just to be carrying? Because Thor's particular... boss, okay. No, I know, but he could be carrying that amulet of the devout. Maybe it shines for anybody that worships strongly somebody. If you if you strongly worship a god, it'll because it, you're devout right. to a god. But it did have a an inscription or a, a symbol on it of Thor's symbol. Oh, did it? Yeah. Yeah. Again, like a more complicated answer is that somehow he's uh, no topaz eyes, but like relation celestial yada yada. In yeah, some maybe. Way. And it, it, him being celestial makes sense to somehow knowing things about us that we don't know or yeah. disappearing and reappearing. I feel like he could just carry that item, though, right? As a magical shopkeep. Sure, but why does it shine when he touches it and no one else? Oh, it's Sean. It, it's yeah. Sean. Sh- what's, That's why I'm talking about it. What's the past it? tense of shine? shine? It was shiny. The shinning. It, it shinning when he <laughs> touched it. The shinning. Shun. You're such a gold dummy. It shunned. It done shunned. It done shunned when the shopkeeper. Okay, so it done shunned when he held it and when I I held it. I missed that during play and when I listened to it again. Wow, the gold dummy these days. So why did you think that Mia was handing it around to everybody to touch? Yeah, why was? Why did you think I wanted you to touch it? Because it 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 done shun <laughs> done shun it done oh, shun for her when she touched it no but it shunned for him too um i didn't can, catch can that emily you need to make a done shun 
graphic of Dunchun. <laughs> I would like that shirt in Dunchun. I'd buy that shirt. Dunchun. S H O N E. I guess. S H U N. I think it's S H U N N E D. It Dunchunned. Okay, so Bill, catch up with the rest of the party. When the shopkeep holds it and when I hold it, it's shiny. When See, you I guys didn't... touch it, it's not. However, Shakara refused to, and I'm not right. sure why. Uh, because I didn't have any clue what was going to happen if I touched that. Mm, true, because it was Thor, and you're a warlock of... What are you a warlock of? Isabella or something now? Dend- Dendar. Uh, I'm just kidding. Dendar. Sometimes it's hard to get on a Pegasus. <laughs> well, yeah, if it... If it done shunned when he held it then something that something is definitely going on yeah so that's why i said either he's a worshiper of thor himself okay then emily posited it could be a strong worshiper of any god but then the other thing is like celestial blood or like right thor's bloodline himself is a celestial if it weren't for the if it weren't for the thor inscription on it i would i would say yeah 100 percent. but it makes me wonder because it seems to be specific to Thor. Because it's got Thor's symbol on it, right? Sure, but if, if an amulet gets shunned for anyone with celestial background or heritage, or doesn't matter what symbol's on it. But what is what is the, what are the abilities of this magical item? What does it do again? Um, from what I remember, it gives me an extra channel every day. And uh, boost your magical attacks and saving throws. Okay. Yeah, that. So maybe it could, maybe that symbol could like morph based on who's the intended recipient of the magical item. Sure, but it means that he's some sort of deity or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe, well, or maybe he's a, maybe he's a cleric like you are. I mean, think about it. Every time you go to a magic shop anywhere in Aspara, he's, he's the guy. There. Yeah. Like he's it reappearing. Is, and It's almost. Uh, magical yeah (laughs) yes it's almost as though he's magical (laughs) all right anyway he doesn't but he doesn't know everything he knows some things yeah yeah i don't know Hmm. so he's not omniscient he's pretty powerful the way he inspects things very quickly i don't know just he seems pretty powerful he knows yeah that's very interesting i don't know how i missed that both times over that's that's uh be curious to know what that's all about well he said when we asked about stuff he said he might not always have what we want but he has what we need so it'll be interesting to find out how we need right the things that we ended up getting from so him. he's mick jagger then right. should i explain how i came to get that <laughs> um amulet and how that amulet came up be- break sure. the fourth wall here so John, we're in D&D Beyond. John's like, just start typing ring, amulet, like whatever, and look and see what magical items pop up and then give Leland ideas and whatever. That's how. I mean, that's I, a I good st- idea. I started thinking about, I don't want this stupid disc, and he seems to be happy trading things. <laughs> so I Googled amulet, especially after we cleared up, I can wear two necklaces or whatever. So I typed amulet and found amulet of the devout. Boom. You know, we're going to need that tensor slow oh, yeah. disc at some point. It's going to come bite us. And didn't Britt say something about that? Yes, she did. Yeah. Leland will make it his life's goal to create a situation where that would have been amazing to have. The only mm-hmm. way you're going to f- 
uh, killed the BBGs with the chance of floating discs. <laughs> that will be his one weakness. That's his one weakness, yeah. <laughs> you blew it! We may as well quit the campaign now! <laughs> well, we could end up by saying that uh, Mr. Magic Man liked the power cells that Falzern had. He did not like the phlogiston mm-hmm. at all. No. Which, again, if he's celestial, that's weird that he doesn't like phlogiston, right? Why? Aren't they sort of related or no? Am I... Maybe he doesn't like phlogiston because he knows it's paired with rituals that use celestial blood. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And yeah. he gave Grimby the name of a person that might have a boat. <clears throat> what was that guy's name again? Pelor Leth. I wrote, Falsey opens his big mouth again about activating the portal. <laughs> to apologize. Yeah, you to said. Isabella. Oh, right. Yes, yes, yes. No, no. When we, were, when we were uh, leaving, he said to me something like, I'll let you do yeah. the portal. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not very I'll good let you at do the honor, Shikara. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Samuel Coltis, huh? <laughs> Looks to be in his 30s. Yeah. yeah. And he has to be 70s. At least 60-something if he was, you know, signing contracts and then 30 years later looking 30. You don't know how old he is, right? And I missed that when we were playing that Leland said he looks to be in his his, uh, late 30s. And I heard it and I was like, what? I caught that because I was going to be, that's something that was already on my radar. I was curious to see how old he was going to be described as when we eventually ran into him. Because I knew that part of his armor has regenerative properties, or part of the armor. Maybe he's bathing in the phlogiston, and that's keeping his you skin just didn't find young the pool. and soft and yeah, supple. Yeah, it's like a, a hyperbaric <laughs> chamber with phlogiston in it that he sleeps in every yeah. night. Yeah, like a hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think... <laughs> it's, a, it's a bacta tank full of phlogiston. <laughs> 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 so so the helm is what's keeping him young. Like, you read that. We, we talked about that. So oh, okay. that's for sure what it is. Yeah, um, and you saw two two pieces stood out of the set his that he was boots wearing. Boots in the helm, right? His boots in the helm, which uh, Falzi and Shav can confirm that based on some of their readings, that's what he's listed as having found already of this set of uh, Kalar, the armor of Kalar. So if only the helm can do that, how powerful do you think the whole set's gonna be? Right. Right. Yeah. Question is, will he be able to tell that Shakara has the Death Saber in her possession? Well, it's in the Bag of holding. Okay. That's why we put it back in there. So so. when it's on another plane, you can't, like, tell that that's where it would be or something. We hope not. Yeah. And and also going to find an Alamar in there, too, so. Yeah. (laughs) As long as Alamar keeps his pie hole shut, we should be okay. He saw he was sporting his own sword. Very, very nice sword. It's it's a pretty dope-ass sword, yeah. (laughs) Can't wait till he gets to use it on you. I did hear all of the bit about the sword. Yeah, I heard all yeah. that. <laughs> oh, gosh. I know. I keep thinking, like, man, I got to think of a voice for Samuel Coltis. That's easy to do, but distinctive, <laughs> but but shows, like, what he's about. <laughs> I don't know what English. voice to give him. Like a high-class royalty Hi, I'm English. Samuel Coltis. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like a big teddy bear. <laughs> That's that's one of the side effects of the helm. Yeah. <laughs> it squeezes the life out of me. It's a tight fit. Um, but yeah, it does well, the job. I think we should take a brief break 
to finish March Madness 2021. Oh! Here are the finals yeah. right now. Welcome to the finals of the IP March Madness 2021. Ready to go? Oh yeah! Yeah! yeah. Yay! <sighs> the crowd goes wild. Let's do it. Our first finalist is Thunder McScruggins. This not so lowly cultist has risen to the top. What else could he possibly have in that bag of tricks? Versus Kek! We may be about to witness her final tour, folks. Better get your album signed just in case. I know I've got my copy of Ready, Set, Keck with me. If you remember from last year, listener, we've brought back the Shrinking Arena. Three concentric rings that give way to devastatingly hot magma beneath. Because we've already paid to have it installed, so we better use it. Yeah, the Patreon money barely covers the upkeep. Well, we did pay for out-of-pocket, just for you, Lelanders. In addition, due to the aerial nature of one of our finalists, the airspace above the lava... Once a ring has fallen, they'll be off-limits to avoid an unfair advantage. And the fight has begun! Keck opens with a loot riff hitting Thunder with vicious lyrical mockery. The cultist clutches his head in agony. His screams are terrible! Keck hits him with another one, and another! This isn't looking good for Thunder's psyche. Hold on! His screams have stopped! He's just... he's nodding in agreement! Thunder's self-esteem is far too low! Keck can't say anything he hasn't already thought himself. The mockery has lost its effect. Uh, he recovers quickly, rapidly firing arrows at Keck. Two sink into the body of the bard's loot as she takes to the air. She's got the space right now and she's using it. Thunder can't seem to get a beat on her. There goes the first ring. It's getting hot in here. I'm taking off my sleeves. Oh no, Keck's caught out of bounds after a sudden shift in the arena. She's out over the lava, dodging arrows. The automated ballistas come online. A barrage of five-foot metal bolts springing through the air. She dives! We've lost sight of her. She's, she's below the arena floor. Has she fallen to a fiery end? No, 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 here she comes. Swooping back up, Talon's poised to strike at Thunder with her momentum. But Thunder's emptied his bag of tricks. A baboon, a black bear, and a tiger. Oh my! The baboon leaps! Keck course corrects, avoiding the stink wink and sinking her talons deep into the tiger's throat. But this whole time, Thunder stands with knocked arrow. He shoots, sinking it right into her back and putting her down. The baboon and bear attacks with a flurry of snarls and growls. You can't keep a good bar down for long. Keck thunder waves, blasting the beast back over the edge of the arena. I do love the smell of good barbecue. McScruggins, mouth watering uncontrollably at the thought of eating his sack animals. You, you mean... You mean sackamals. Right, 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 his sackamals. There goes the second ring, folks. Thunder sprints for stable ground. Kek painfully flutters after him, arrows still stuck in her back. The bard tackles the cultist, sand mixing with blood, bird mixing with man. They've got each other grappled, each struggling to get the upper hand. Thunder goes to his waist for his dagger. Kek, hers goes for a, a, a feather. Oh! Sharp tongue, even sharper feather, that's what it takes to be an Eric Cochran bard, listener. Keck jams the feather's calamus through Thunder's eye, deep, deep into that mockery-proof brain, before collapsing to her knees, exhausted. We have our winner! Well, uh, wait a second. Who turned out the lights? Oh, they've, they've come back on now. Must have been a glitch or something. 
What the? Somebody else is now in the arena with Keck. Is that Alamar? No, that's Sardos. Salamar, Alderos, whatever. We just can't get rid of this guy. Ha, it looks like last year's winner wants another fight. Keck is looking rough. I don't know if she has another one in her. But listen to the crowd. They're they're chanting. Ka. 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 It's working. Keck launches from her knees. The last time I saw her with this much murder in her eyes was when she met Falzarin. <laughs> her speed catches Sardo off guard. She's got him by the shoulders, her talons digging in, her wings flapping hard. Flap! 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 Hey, guys, flap! The moment's passed, flap. I think, honey. Mm, Keck's taking him up and out of bounds. She flings Sardo's over the lava. The blister bolts fire! One hit after another, sending his body spiraling into the lava. Say hi to Rugar. I'm sure he's waiting for you after last year, you bastard. Now it's over. Keck is the champion of IP March Madness 2021. I swear I didn't rig it. Wow, what a final. Whoa. <laughs> that was awesome. I can't believe it. Holy crap. Rigged. Nobody saw Kick that coming. <laughs> I will say that Emma was very, very pleased with that outcome. I swear to God I did not break it. But I found the reason how some of these went. So, as discussed last year, the way I decide we determine the outcomes, I just roll off two D20s and first to three highest roll wins. First to three wins, basically. And that also interplays usually how the flow of the fight goes. If, you know, it's like a three to two, then it's a, there's more back and forth than if it was a three nothing, right? Gotcha. So I rolled off two of my, my two newest sets, Liquid Steel and Bloody Jungle. And Liquid Steel won out like twice as much than wow. Bloody Jungle. Well, those are no longer allowed to be used when we play. So when you use, or you can use bloody jungle yeah, all the time. Samuel Coltis, I think, <laughs> likes bloody jungle better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> so usually the one at the top of the bracket, if it was a pair of two, the first one in the pair was getting liquid steel because in my column, it was liquid steel on the left and bloody jungle on the right. So it kind of worked out where everyone was in the left column, where it ended up being more of the winners. And Keck oh. happened to be a lot in that column. Okay. Wow. Emma, he just said, oh, yay, yeah, yay. <laughs> he just discounted your win. I'm glad that Keck won. <laughs> that was a great um, two, two uh, NPCs to make it to the finals. That was... It was. Yeah. It was, it was, actually, it was a good coincidence. Are you going to sure. interview her yeah. real quick for like a little like, you know, post-fight interview? <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be hilarious. Also, she could pretend to be speaking bird the whole time. Be like, Rah! Yeah. <laughs> That might be arranged. <laughs> Stay tuned to the end of the episode to figure to see if that see happens. See if you do it or see not. If it went, yeah, see if it happened. Yeah, no, March Madness was good. I mean, it was. Uh, this was a, a kind of a fucky month, though. Um, but it was good. I mean, we didn't get to really stick to the schedule that we intended to, but shit happens. So, I think all in all, it was it was a decent March and a, a nice push to our second year anniversary. Which is yep. in like two wah, 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 days wah. after this release. Yeah. Pretty Hot soon. diggity. Mm -hmm. 
two years. And a whack load of giveaways coming up. Oh my goodness. Whack load. They might have already started by the time this comes I out. I can't believe. You know? I can't can't believe how many companies that are just like Chuck and Dice at us. Yeah. yeah. We'd love to sponsor your giveaway. It's incredible. We wouldn't love to sponsor your giveaway. That's you talking to us, <laughs> just to be, just to make the call. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty excited. It's going to be cool to see uh, folks get some awesome prizes. Do you have the list of company names? Yeah, so Awesome Dice, Cozy Gamer Shop are repeat offenders. Um, we've also got Posy Dice, Daggers and Dice, Dark Elf Dice. I want to say Encounter Dice. Yeah, one, two, three, four. Yeah, so that's uh, that's six dice companies, and then we also have our very own Jessica Atwater custom digital character art commission that will be our uh, final giveaway, and it's gonna be it's gonna be that's dope. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah, whoever wins that yeah. is gonna have an incredible digital art picture of their their own Jess is awesome D and D character, whatever RPG you play. Um, yeah, oh, it's gonna that's be so gonna good. Be great. She's a very talented uh, artist, so that'll be an awesome prize. All of them are going to be awesome. And then, I mean, we can mention it, right? Ooh. We got Patreon-only giveaway. Yeah, we have got a uh, Paranoia Core Rules book. Is that what it's called? No, oh, it's a whole, it's it's a whole, whole set. Yeah, it's... Oh, the whole set. Yes, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. And that, so anyone who's interested in, uh, who's heard our Paranoia play and is interested in playing themselves, if you are a patron of ours, for which we are very thankful for all of you that are. Uh, we are doing. We're going to give that away to one of you. So that will be very cool. And if you, if you haven't heard it, you can become a patron and hear it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> then you can find out if you like it or not. At the fireball tearing up. <laughs> Speaking of, obviously, patrons at all levels get extra entries into any giveaway that uh, we put out on Twitter. So all of those dice sets and right. Jessica's uh, commission, patrons are getting an extra... Uh, entry or two into the uh, the draw pool. And we are coming up on our second anniversary. Uh, so we are going to be revamping the Patreon and fiddling with some of the tiers and the goals. Ooh, I guess, I mean, we, I guess we can go over them right now, right? We might as well, right? Sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, Why let's not? go over them to show, like, you can show as little or as much support as you want and still get those extra bonuses, you know, every month, so... Absolutely. And, you know, if you're not in a position where you're able to, we just love the fact that you're listening to the show. And the best thing you can do is to tell a friend or two. Tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your brother, tell your sister, tell your hey, boss. Pop into our and Discord. tell people you like to. <laughs> <laughs> so the big change, we're getting rid of the Leolinder tier, which was the, the patron and three of their friends get a custom one-shot run by me. And... Basically, I'm the driving force behind this and getting rid of it is because I, I, and we're trying to avoid any potential conflicts of interest uh, with the current patrons and any future patrons. Where, it, it, the, how am I trying? I'm, I'm fumbling through this. I, I don't want anyone to feel like they're getting ripped off in the event that, and again, it's specific. I say I because the tier specifically references me. If I go and play with someone else anywhere whether it's maybe on another podcast or, or whatever i don't want anybody to feel like they're getting taken advantage of and that they're paying for something that someone else is getting for free so i feel like it's a potential conflict of interest regardless of whatever the current patrons or future patrons may think 
and we all agree on that. So yes, we're getting rid of it. It's just we're just avoiding any potential yeah. conflicts. Yeah, right. If Leland wants to DM, let him DM and not. Well, yes, and rip this is the other off. thing. So this is one of my larger reservations of uh, joining into Diamond Head that we have in our Encourager Party Discord server. Uh, I would love to DM in there, but. I was hesitant to do so because of that tier specifically. Mm-hmm. So now it kind of frees me up to be able to do it and enjoy the lovely people in our Discord that we all like to interact with and would love to play a game with. So I think that's the best course of future action for the show and for uh, our Patreon. The You're not losing on this deal. The $35 tier is staying the same with a bit of amendment. So that one sticks. We're kind of amending that one to specifically be playing with all of us that's what that tier includes all five of us in a current or past campaign setting that we've done on the show so that's kind of the specificity of it and the specialness of it you get to play in aspara you can if there's specific npcs that you'd like woven into the story that that particular one shot that we do that's kind of part of it that's what part of me working with you and building that that game for you with us so that's kind of the the specialness of that top tier um two more tiers right two tiers in between a ten dollar and a fifteen dollar one ten dollar get to name an npc uh you get immortalized on the website and the fifth and there was something else to that one right i think we annually you get a shirt right all Absolutely. right After 12 merch. months of patrons we got yeah, lots every 12 of good months merch get a get a shirt and the $15 one is uh of course tiers below and you get to create a magical item for the show in addition to the creating the magical item you can have a character from the show i guess one of the pcs or an npc if you really like some of the npcs (laughs) to record a very own personal message safe for work personal message for you and you come on live a little can I get can I get a special message from Grimby? Okay. For you, anything, Emily. Okay. <laughs> Have we come up with names for those tiers yet? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Thank you. Yes. The ten dollar tier is this is Aspara. I didn't say that right. John, say it. Asparta. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's whatever. <laughs> this is. Asparta. <laughs> <laughs> and you get kicked down a well. Aspara. <laughs> and the, fi- the $15 one is magic, magic, magic. That you should make a magic item. Last but not least, we have the platinum tier at $377. This tier gives the party 377 platinum. It's and we'll buy a, well, a drink's on us next time we see you. <laughs> yeah, we're buying you a drink. Oh, man. Oh, that's hilarious. I like that we just had to add that. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Wait, you guys, you guys think this is a joke? <laughs> yeah, this is serious. <laughs> I'm just waiting for it to go live. <laughs> I really want that platinum. <laughs> you gotta, You got to give us the whole year to get that next game. We also kind of um, tweaked our goals a little bit as well for the Patreon. Correct. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So we still uh, – a goal that we've yet to achieve is an additional patron-only after party, just kind of shooting the shit about anything, not specifically anything uh, related to the show. So if we hit that tier – or sorry, if we hit that goal every three months, basically one and a quarter, you, we get a, a bonus after party for the patrons at the Fireball tier and above. 
That show's going to be a hot mess. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, honestly, it, it will be. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually pretty close to it already. I think we're like the 80%. We're not, we're not far from it. <laughs> then we have a goal for – what is the next one? Oh, yeah, uh, like getting us – It's a, we kept the goal of getting us to and from conventions so we could – you know, when we can eventually have them, uh, basically allowing us to, to travel and get together and hopefully meet some of you at cons. Next is a part-time tier for me. Hey, how did that get in here? Heck Woo! yes. <laughs> well deserved. That'd be amazing. If, yeah, eventually. Yes, I mean, it would deserved. obviously be awesome to be able to like do specifically IP stuff part-time, but that's great. And then our high high goal, big ticket item is IP con. Aim for the stars. 2022. Yes. Come on, baby. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> I mean, if you're that part of our awesome. Discord, you have, I mean, we... Uh, Brit manages the IPCon document, does she not? I think she's running out of things to add yes. to it. So we're running out of space. Yeah, yeah we're running out of space. <laughs> it's gonna be a fun-packed week. So many things that are gonna happen at IPCon. Oh, yeah. Very, very many things. Gonna yeah, be epic. <laughs> it's gonna have to be 16 days. Yeah, we were just looking at um, no different locations we could possibly have, and there are some incredible uh, oh, yeah. places that. Oh my goodness. We'll figure something yeah. out. Some big, huge log ca- log cabins that. Yeah, lodges out in the woods with uh, a whole bunch of people. Uh, some of them are like up to 40 people. If or you don't like set that. the goal, it can't manifest itself, okay? So we just got to, go. yeah. It's up on our vision board. Magic, magic, magic. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's kind of it. Oh, we're so, we're going to be doing April 3rd, which is a Saturday. We're going to be doing a two-year anniversary stream again, where we're just not talking about anything specifically about the show, but m- more TTRPG stuff in general. Or whatever the mm-hmm. hell we decide to talk to, I guess, talk yes. about, I guess. <laughs> and let us know if there's anything you want us to talk yeah. about. I mean, Absolutely. within reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good to clarify. Uh, <laughs> I know our listeners. <laughs> We're hoping to have had some of the giveaways already concluded by then. And the plan is for folks to listen in and hear who has won for some of those giveaways on that live stream, right? Yeah, you'll hear it there first. Absolutely. We will have three concluded in like the fourth underway that day. So there are seven giveaways in the two weeks surrounding our anniversary. It's going to be awesome. Right. And for sure, we'll be announcing the lucky patron who has won. Well, yeah, that makes eight. Box set of Paranoia. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Whew. Yep. And there's all kinds of other great stuff coming up for the going into the year number three, right? I mean, we're doing a lot of tiny huts. We're streaming a lot more. We're, of course, there's always Death of the Detmers on Sundays. <laughs> Death of the Detmers. And if you haven't tuned in, yeah, you're missing so, out. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we have a lot of great content uh, coming up, not just for the podcast, but lots of other things. I think that we year, don't so. usually like plugging our Patreon or things, but it just seems really exciting. Like, two years is a big deal. So, like, we can't talk enough about how much we want to just provide you guys with more content and hang out together more and just... Yeah. 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 And again, I know I've already said it, but a huge thank you to all of you very generous people who have oh, yeah. who have been willing to give us some of your hard-earned cash to show us love and support, and we really appreciate it. Absolutely. Definitely. Oh, now I'm feeling mushy. Two years. What's the graduation song again? As we go... You're not going to hear me sing it. We remember... <laughs> the first thing that popped in my head was, this is the song. Oh, yeah, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes on and on, my friend. <laughs> That's a pretty good bio for the incursible party. (laughs) (laughs) Come to Heraklion. You'll never leave. (laughs) Hotel California. I mean, how how 
many releases have we had, really? I mean, we have 120-whatever episodes and after parties. And I think uh, this will be 184 like episode, like of anything. Wow. That Holy poop. In, which includes some one of the one shots, shots like, things, like yeah. Emily's run and, and Elena's yeah. run. Does not include the yeah. Patreon oh, that's stuff. True. Wow. That's, that's, that's true, yeah. So we're getting closer Holy to 200 then. Cow. That's almost like yeah. a podcast fact, episode a day for a year by next year. I don't think I don't think we had that much. I don't know. I mean, if you count bloopers, definitely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Again, Patreon well, and also only by bloopers. Now, the end of the world, uh, or actually, yeah, by now, no. By April, by the end of this week, after this, the week this release, the the end of the world, um, Patreon only campaign will start dropping. Like character creation will start mm-hmm. drop. So that's going to get going underway as well. So. And the poll for the next one we do. If you join oh, Patreon right. now, do you get the backlog of all the bloopers available? Oh, yeah. It's like absolutely. binging, you, you guys. Everything. You got to do it. You, you think, unlock all of it. You think we leave the bloopers in. You have no idea. I, <laughs> you have no idea. I, I think joining being a patron just to I hear would, the bloopers is sure. a good enough payoff to oh, me. Yeah. You do get access oh. to the bloopers at the lowest tier. Just saying. Don't judge us. <laughs> it's a pretty low bar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sign off. Any other any other things we need to cover? Shall we sign off? We love you all. We do. Yep. Mwah. As much as Samuel loves Flojiston. As much as he loves his helm. <laughs> as much as I love my helm that keeps me young. As much as Grimby loves the Palo Boys. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Oh, gosh. All right. Let's sign her off. I've been John and Shaft. I've been Emily and Shakara. I'm Elena. I play Mia. I've been Bill and Falzerin. And I'm Leland Steele. Happy adventure. Versus. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Congratulations, Keck. How do you feel? Cock, cock. It got pretty close at the end. How did you find the determination to pull it out? What do you think about coming back for next year?